Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I'm your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua. Gangsta Time Cold. It's called Partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? Was good, everybody listening? Hey, hey, happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, and you know who else is happy to be here? The triumphant return of our producer, Edge Lord, Big News Brian. What's up, nerd? Hey, <laughs> he's back. He's back and better than ever with a vengeance. Uh, thank you guys for joining us on this week of New Jump City. We got a full lineup of manga to talk about uh, this week, so let's not waste any goddamn time and uh, get some plugs going you can find me at the chris espinal on twitter and instagram uh you can also check out my other podcast the shweekly uh fun times do that josh where can they find you at jd cole underscore 37 on instagram and at new jump city josh on twitter <laughs> brian find me at b.esp on both instagram and twitter and if you ever want to catch me when i'm streaming you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's yeah do that you can also follow oh you can you can you can you can also find me streaming um on twitter at young xx barcelino is that your uh is that your twitch stream name <laughs> young xx barcelino <laughs> Well, I guess I'm going to have yeah, to add that to your nickname. big X and a, then a little X. Oh, just to be extra annoying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, go do that. <laughs> go follow Josh's streaming. Are you really streaming? No, oh, I, I, made I feel up. like he's trolling. Right oh, now. he's just trolling. You should stream, Josh, honestly. Is there anybody who would probably be good at it? True. Delay. What? Why'd you say delay? You know, we're over there. Anyway, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also uh, email us at New Jump City pod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. Please send us your questions. Uh, we're back doing the uh, pre show chat show that we love doing, so uh, we'd love to answer some questions there. Uh, so emails. Uh, or you can comment under the video uh, that you're watching. 
um, whether on, on YouTube, uh, give us a like, share, subscribe on that. That'll be super cool. Uh, we're still only audio at the moment. So if you, if you actually kind of like that, that more floats your boat anyway, you can, uh, listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts as Spotify, Google podcasts, uh, iTunes, I Apple podcasts, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're all up in that. So, you know, get in on it. And, um, yeah, that's all the plugs for now. Uh, let's get into the show. One Piece. This is One Piece chapter 1100. Thank you, Bonnie. Um, last we left off, uh, we had seen that Vegapunk and, uh, Kuma have struck up a deal so that Vegapunk would heal Bonnie in exchange for Kuma becoming a pacifista, a soldier, uh, a cyborg clone soldier that would allow for, um, you know, there would be peaceful, it would be like basically human shields for the public and be basically soldiers of peace that aren't necessarily used for fighting, more for protection. Uh, and yeah, that's where we left off. But uh, apparently the celestial dragon uh uh jay garcia i keep i keep almost saying like jay saturn <laughs> but jay garcia uh has caught wind of this and has decided to be a real fucking hater and intervene uh this chapter opens up with borsalino on um on egghead on uh jay garcia's behalf young young borsalino xx young borsalino is there um and he's there as like you know talking uh in there in uh in favor of um jay garcia i just got distracted by the fact that x drake is also there it seems yeah x drake is there too yeah this was when he was a marine oh well he is a marine but back when he was like an official member of the marines it seems uh oda just wanted to point that out i guess <laughs> that x -Drake... i feel like X Drake is going to be such is going to be a much bigger deal later when we get more information on Sword and uh, it's possible. the revolutionaries. We do know a little bit about his like childhood. Like his dad, I think, was a criminal or a corrupt marine before uh, he joined when he was a kid. It was way back in like um, the Dress Rosa thing where we got a little snapshot of that. But anyway, X Drake is there. And um, Jay Garcia explains that, like, it may not matter to you, Vegapunk, but Bartholomew Kuma's suitability to be model of cloned soldiers is, uh, or he's not suitable to be that because he's a pirate with a 206, 296 million berry bounty, and it would shame us for, shame the Navy for have, uh, for, to use these, this, a guy like this as a clone soldier. So I have some conditions for you, Kuma. And he says, basically, the three conditions is that he'll join the Warlords, uh, because apparently Ace beat one of the Warlords in his youth. And uh, the, se the second condition being that he will be a weapon for the Navy. Um, and that would involve him eventually abandoning his free mind and will. Uh, Vegapunk takes big umbrage with this, because all he really so wanted... Real quick, I want to know who the fuck this... this warlord that ace b is me too <laughs> because like they never talk about who it is they never talk about it and they've mentioned it twice now i think 
I guess it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but I it, it kind of it also adds to the fact that both Luffy and Ace are kind of like warlord slayers, I guess. Yeah. Which is interesting. I just wonder who the fuck it is. Like, was it Shiki? Maybe. It could have been Shiki. It could have been Shiki, but you know, I feel like we would have known Shiki was a warlord at one point. You'd be surprised. They don't tell us a lot of things. Well, we know it's Oda, so you know, there's a chance we might actually find out who it was. I hope we do. Um But yeah, Vegapunk gets big mad and he's uh like Wait, you're asking him to tur- to die, basically. You know, he's gonna be. You're removing the human will and just turning him into a fucking robot. You're asking me to kill this man, and Jay Garcia is like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he's my- like, am I talking to you, now? Am I talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Kuma. He said, these are my three conditions. Um, that you know, because you know, we have no obligation to put up such massive funds to save one little girl. Fucking Celeste, fucking five elders are brutal. And uh, you know, Vegapunk keeps arguing on Kuma's behalf. Um, but he says, uh, but you know, Kuma seems like disturbed by this, but he's actually like crying in relief because, like, thank you, I would gladly accept any fate if it means curing Bonnie's illnesses. So, you know. Vegapunk is shocked. Borsalino's like, damn. And um, yeah, basically they start breaking down the details of the situation. Vegapunk, for Vegapunk, it would take about like a year and a half altogether to cure Bonnie. And Kuma's procedure would take two years at the very least. So, you know, Bonnie would end up being cured before her 10th birthday. And um, yeah, Uh, Jay Garcia adds that like, you know, they will they will be keeping an eye on Bonnie the whole time until he loses his will entirely, um, kind of as a hostage. Uh, Vegapunk takes up the the argument again that like wait they'll never see each other before Kuma basically dies, and Jay Garcia is like yes. Anyway, <laughs> yes okay and and he says that you will be forbidden from contacting your daughter. Uh, or escaping the procedure. If you violate that order, your daughter will be turned into a slave. And uh, Kuma immediately basically agrees. He's like, I'll never meet with her, but I have one request. That as long as you guys are keeping an eye on Bonnie, please just let her live in comfort. You know, let her live where she grew up, basically, in the Sorbet Kingdom, in the church. And he says, if you promise me that, I will never go visit her, and I will do exactly as you command me. And Jay Garcia is like, all right. As long as it doesn't matter, as long as she's under watch, it doesn't matter where. Um, and the next few pages, uh, there's a little. Here's a couple details. Basically, it's, it's a big montage moment where uh, Kuma tells Bonnie that he's also going to go under treatment for the same thing. He basically lies to her, you know, because this is devastating news. <laughs> substantively, that her dad is sacrificing his life for her. Um, and meanwhile, Vegapunk, uh, we see the little kernels of inspiration that give way to the eventual creation of the satellites as Vegapunk is just working hard on building this on like creating the soldiers in his mind. He's like, Oh, if only I had five more people with me, you know, obviously the, the uh, satellites, um, we see a little montage of the six months that took place, um, where Kuma staying on egghead and getting operated on and Bonnie's recovery process as well. 
Um, and yeah, in another year, a, a year passes and uh, Bonnie is allowed to go back. Oh, I know it. It's not even that. Six months passes. Bonnie is allowed to go back to the Sorbet Kingdom and uh, for the remainder of her treatment. And um, yeah, everybody is excited to have Bonnie back. Um, Kuma is like, thank you for watching her. I'm, I'm a pirate now, so I can't stay in this country. Uh, I don't think I'll be back for at least a year. So, you know, he's, uh, he says goodbye to Bonnie, basically, and promises her that next time they're together, we'll go and see the horizon at the sea. Uh, just adding the sadness to the question that he always asks everybody of where they would like to go if they could go on vacation. It really just means he wanted to go on vacation with Bonnie. Oh, I'm going to cry. Um, at that moment, we see uh, the cypher pole agent known as Alpha walk in disguised as a nurse, basically. Um, they're going to be taking care of Bonnie as well as keeping an eye on her. Uh, if Kuma comes back, they also casually threaten her life. And Kuma's like, relax, I'm not coming back. <laughs> so, you know, he thanks Bonnie for being born and um, he leaves. And we get, you know, the other warlord's reaction to Kuma becoming a warlord of the sea, uh, including Doflamingo, Crocodile, uh, Mihawk. We see Alveda and Co uh, abusing Kobe. Uh, Man, this wasn't that long ago then. Guys, how long is Kobe? Everybody been? listening. This is at least yeah, this like wasn't that long ago. Six months before the. No, this is like a year and six months before the, the story. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. Because I think only well, six for months. Everybody listening after the deal. What you say, Josh? I want I want everyone listening to know that Oda put in Avita there. Made Chris happier than y'all could ever imagine. <laughs> I don't know if it made me happier than anyone could imagine. And and honestly, man, I'm envious of the the sort of joy you get <laughs> when Oda the does these type of things. Is that what the thing? Uh, is that what you think I I felt? Yeah. It's nice to see Doflamingo again. Yeah, and Crocodile with Robin. Yeah, but we've seen Crocodile recently. We haven't seen Doflamingo in a bit. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I don't know if it made me feel any type of joy. I was just. It just made me wonder. Was like, oh, the timeline's interesting. Um, we was get Jimbei a warlord at this point. Yeah, I think he would have been at this point, or he might have been. I don't know. Maybe not. Oh, look say. at Whitebeard and Ace. Yeah, Whitebeard and Ace are there. Blackbeard is there, too. Uh, Bo Hancock doesn't care. <laughs> Jinbei brings Dude. up the fact that there were two, ba two basically two kings on the world, uh, in the uh, in the pirate world now. Dude, Ace is so much cooler in flashbacks, man. Like, everything that we learn about Ace, like, like the shit that he's done makes him so much cooler. Like when when we're looking at him now, bro's a legend. It's a shame that we couldn't get any of that while he was alive. Yeah. Um. So we uh we uh, we even see Moria. <laughs> Who and gives a fuck about that guy? You don't care about Moria. Nobody cares about Moria. I care. Moria. I care about Moria. You really care about Moria. 
Yeah. I think he's cool. Yeah, why didn't I you? I want to see him come back again. What's your he's beef? He's whack as fuck. No, he's not. This guy was so dope. Lame. Whack as fuck? Yes, whack as fuck. As fuck. As fuck, yes. That's a little much. He doesn't do shit compared to every other warlord. He had a whole arc. Yeah. Yeah, he had a whole arc where he Mihawk was hasn't even had he an arc. Stuck. Mm. His whole plan was to for him personally to not really do shit. Yeah. But he did end up doing shit personally. Yeah, and then guess what? He got smoked. And then ever since then, he's been really fucking lame. But that's what happens to everyone. No, Crocodile showed up to Marineford and squared up with literally everybody. Yeah, but in, in um, I didn't see him doing everything himself in Alabasta. Yeah, but then he came out and he was like, all right, time to throw some hands. And he almost won. Mm. I don't agree. <laughs> I like Moria. Moria's lame as hell. He's easily the, the worst uh, warlord, in my opinion. And Weevil exists. Weevil's pretty strong, dude. Yeah. And Weevil is still cooler than fucking <laughs> than Moria. I don't know about that one. We also see a little bit of Dragon here. Um, He's like, hmm. I'm still not going to show my true feelings on anything because I am an enigma still. Mm. You can't know too much about me yet. I've burdened the bear. Yeah. Being a character who still has to be a mystery. A thousand and one hundred chapters yeah. in. Hey, by the way, this is exactly one thousand chapters from the chapter that Dragon was introduced. Yeah. No way. Yep. Chapter one hundred was when Dragon was introduced. That's pretty wild. And we still don't know anything about him. <laughs> Well, you know something. Well, it's at least the very first you know, time we've seen him. Navy at one point. Yeah, we do know he was sometime in the Navy for some unallotted time. Uh, Sabo and Koala also react in surprise to the fact that Kuma has become a warlord of the sea. Uh, and the chapter ends with uh, Kuma sending a, a letter to Bonnie, you know, about how... Uh, it's difficult because he, you know, he's famous on top of being a pirate. But he's like, how is everyone? While well, I'm traveling the world, I'll find many places to take you once you've turned 10. And I didn't notice that his flag is actually the picture that Bonnie drew of him. Which yeah. is very cute. So cute. It's very cute. And it seems like the chapter ends. We see Luffy, you know, doing his little training. Um but it seems that actually Kuma is pulling up to Windmill Village, it looks like, where Luffy is from. Fusha Village. Fusha Village. Is Fusha Japanese for Windmill? I don't know. It might be. Let's find out. Fusha. Meaning. Yeah. Oh my god, so it's Windmill looks so different. Looks I went like back to pay... I went back to chapter 100. Hello? Does he look different? I think we he was just cloaked, so we didn't really see him. 
just the art, you know? Yeah, it's also yeah, the, the art, art change. Art the is art so has different. gotten way better. But anyway, it seems that Kuma is pulling up to Luffy's hometown. And that's where the chapter ends. Uh, Wowee, Josh, what did you think about One Piece chapter 1100? Don't know all. Enjoyable. What can I say? Let me uh, scroll back to it. Well, we got our explanation for how Kuma got turned into an android and the conditions that led to it. It was a lot more straightforward than I thought it would be, but it makes sense. I'm I'm relatively satisfied mm-hmm. um, on that reveal. Um, it's this arc is put together really well because uh, all these characters kind of synergize with each other. And it's, you know, pointing us into, you know, I think we already know that this arc is like pointing us in the direction of the end game, like since they're revealing so many things, but. And uh, Kuma's a real nigga times a million. And uh, Bonnie better not throw her life away in this fight. (laughs) After everything he went through. Yeah. I hope she gets to travel the world. Yeah. That'll probably be her dream when she joins the Straw Hat Pirates. She's going to put her foot up on the barrel with everybody else and they're going to do it one more time and state what's their purpose. What do mm-hmm. they want to do? <laughs> Were you and just reminded of that like, from the 100th chapter? No. That wasn't in the 100th chapter, was it? I think so. But it was also in. I think so. It was also in the live action, in the anime. And the, yeah, the live action, I mean, yeah. So that's what made me think of it. They got to do that again with all the crewmates, including mm-hmm. the new one, Bonnie. You're going to need a bigger barrel. And yes, I have given up on wet hair caribou joining the crew. No. Don't give up, Josh. He's technically still in the ship. Okay. No, not anymore. No, he is. Sure, didn't he go somewhere else? Nope. When they, um, I think they implied that he's still in the ship. No, I gotta check, like he's that. in a I barrel. Check that out. Nah, I think he switched ships or went somewhere else. Um, when, when uh, Luffy, uh, this you know, the the metal kid, useless kid in law, when they went their separate directions, they showed Caribou and he. I think he went somewhere else. Nope. He says Luffy let Karibo hitch a ride on the Thousand Sunny with the Straw Hats to Egghead. Oh, he let him? Yeah. Oh, Karibo was there. Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh, yeah, shit. Maybe Karibo. Well, he doesn't have a backstory. Anyway. Uh, Brian, what are your thoughts? Um, RGC. Oh. Uh, here you go. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. This, this flashback is so fucking sad, man. <laughs> it's so sad and heartbreaking to read. Yeah. Man, Kuma is such a fucking nice guy. 
and he he has he would do anything to absorb the pain for everybody else and the marines took advantage of that well not the marines but the world government took advantage of that and it's so sad to see it happen like this um but um i feel like this chapter is kind of setting up bonnie to join the straw hats if i had to guess i wouldn't be surprised i guess because this flashback is pretty straw hat-esque like I wouldn't be surprised. Evie if- never had a flashback this rich and potent. No. BV is technically a straw hat, though. No, she's not. Yeah, she is. She's technically a straw in, hat. In your dreams, Brian. Honorary, I would say. Yeah, she's like an honorary. In your head cannon, maybe. <laughs> Do you not believe so? They said they would let her ride with them no. at any point. Yeah, she's basically a straw hat. But she um, almost what's her role to be the fucking princess and pet person? She's like their diplomat. With her duck. And it's also what was Bonnie? What's Bonnie's role gonna be? Like the like an apprentice. Bonnie also Robin doesn't have a traditional like crew, pirate crew role. He's a researcher. He's an yeah, I feel like, He's a historian. I feel like Vivi would be like Vivi a like, purpose. Like a diplomat for the straw hats like a person who negotiates for them or some shit because they're at that point now where they're so big that um having someone who knows how to speak to higher powers is pretty valuable but it's not like she's actually going to join the pirate crew anyway like officially yeah i don't think so either but i feel like i wouldn't be surprised after this flashback if the straw hats get two or three new members in this one arc or at least have like three new people riding their ship alongside them. Oh, like the Vegapunks and all the satellites, and also Bonnie. No, I I think Lilith is going to be the only one to make it off of, uh, off of Egghead. Damn, in my opinion, sad. that'd be depressing. I think it's going to be it's going to be Lilith. I think it's going to be Bonnie and maybe Kuma. Uh, join the Straw Hats, or at least ride the ship. Well, Kuma's not with them. Kuma's going to show up, I feel like. Maybe. Because we don't know where his other... Where, oh my where God. he sent himself. Yo, if he does pull up to Egghead... Oh my God. And like he's able to get cured. And then he's like, Luffy, I will join you and be a revolutionary fighter. And cool guy, too. Yeah, because he, he, he fucks with Nika. He fucks with Nika and Luffy is Nika, so yeah. it just makes yeah. sense. And Jewelry Bonnie, listen, her role is gonna be uh, to look the least like Nami. Mm. And, and I think Robin already um, has that role. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. I think they can make everybody over the age of 21 so that they can all go into bars and shit. I, I think, think Luffy's not. I think Luffy might be one of the few of them who are who is under twenty one. Because Nami and Ra- yeah. and Zoro are older than deal. him. That's their captain. I think Nami and Zoro are older than him for sure. I know Zoro is like twenty one probably by now. So is so post time skip, Luffy is nineteen. Yeah, I know that. I know Luffy is among the younger ones. 
Usopp's probably 19 too, right? Or is he older? Let me see. Usopp age. Usopp is also 19. Oh, yeah, no, I figured he was his age. Zoro's 21. I'm pretty sure of that one. Yeah, Straw Hats. Sanji uh, is probably 20. I think he's not as old as Zoro. Hold on, I'm looking right now at older ages. Okay, so Luffy's 19, Zoro's 21, Nami's 20, Usopp's 19, Sanji's 21. Chopper's 15, uh, I think. Chopper's 17. Nice. Robin's 30. Frankie's 36. Brooke is 90. Uh, Jinbei is 46. Oh, he's younger than I thought. Guess what? Vivi's on this list. <laughs> <laughs> so... She's 21. Get shit on, Josh. Oh, how old is Jimbe? What? Jimbe's 46. Damn. Speaking of, I just got past uh, Jimbe's flashback in my reread. And oh my fucking God. I just finished Skype. <laughs> I forgot how sick Jimbe's flashback is. That story, that flashback was amazing. Um... But yeah, Vivi's 18. So Vivi is, is a straw hat. Vivi's 18? Yeah, Vivi's 18. Oh, wow. She looks just like Nami, so I thought she was Nami's age. Life <laughs> is despair. And Zeus doesn't Life have an age. Despair. That's a little dramatic, actually, Josh. BRB, I'm going to get water <laughs> and also contemplate things. <laughs> All right. Well, but yeah, what uh, I still am, I'm still an avid supporter that that uh, Kizaru might join the Straw Hats too. I don't know about that one, buddy. I don't know, man. I don't Think know. about it. I don't they know, said buddy. that <laughs> an event would happen that shakes the earth. An admiral joining a pirate crew would be a pretty big deal. I don't know about that one, buddy. All I'm saying. All I'm saying that is that does sound like something that would shake the earth is Kizaru joining the the Straw Hats. I don't know about that, one, buddy. Dude, if it just makes sense, it just makes sense. Brian, is that all you're saying, or is that all you're super saying? That's all <laughs> I'm super saying, and I ain't losing to Superman if that's. All right, you got it. All right, so you gotta stand on that, Brian. I am standing on that, and. <laughs> Hey, and you hey, gotta, and you I gotta respect been that. Wrong. I've never been wrong before. All right, that's I've been not nothing true. but right lately. It's objectively not true. We've been wrong. I have been nothing in reverse but right in, lately. in the reverse universe. Yes. Yeah. Was there a Jujutsu Kaisen chapter this week? Uh huh. Yes. So I was right last week about what would happen. You weren't here last week. Yeah, but I was right. <laughs> you I wasn't was right, right about anything ever. I was right. I said Yuta is going to come in and finish the job. And guess what happened? Yuta showed up and finished the job. We were all right. Nobody was wrong about that. We all said that. No, you uh, didn't. I said it. I said it. We now, said it. I know I said it. I think Kizaru is going to join the Straw Hats. And I think it makes sense. And it will happen. Okay. You heard it here first. It just makes sense. It, we'll see. 
All right, that's all my thoughts. Young Barcelino got the juice, so I, I, I could see that happening. But I think there's a interesting parallel here being drawn between Kizaru. I'm still shell-shocked. <laughs> I think there's something interesting here about, like, Kizaru kind of being, like, doing what he's told and, like, kind of s- submitting his will willingly, like, you know, to be to do everything he's told and basically sell his soul and Kuma's like ability to stay true to himself and what he wants. That is interesting in between that. It brings shock to like Kizaru, I think. Cause I think Kizaru has just resigned himself for the most part to his, to his job and yeah, has abdicated himself. Like he needs to be freed. And yeah, maybe it's almost like there's a warrior liberation on the straw hats maybe maybe just saying just saying maybe and hey they did he was there it does seem like he's dancing mm-hmm. the yep. dance. oh blackbeard was saying. there too hey hey uh, listen all i'm saying is it just makes sense everything is kind of lining up for kizaru to join the straw hats that's all i'm saying we'll see but yeah that's what i wanted to draw i think uh that's a cool little uh juxtaposition there between the two characters otherwise i thought this was like a interesting chapter it was good um you know it just felt like kind of a transitioning type of thing you know like uh establishing the rules of uh of bonnie of uh, kuma's you know agreement to become a warlord and that was all well and good it was cool to see everybody across the world reacting to it and you know putting a timetable to where we were uh, I can't help but think there's going to be one last depressing twist to this because one rule in one piece. If you're in a flashback and you're a good person, there's nothing but infinite suffering waiting for you. So yeah, you're going to get fucked. <laughs> I might use that as a drop somewhere. <laughs> I might add that to the soundboard. You're going to get fucked. You're going to get fucked. Real trap shit. Trapaholic. Yeah. Damn, son, where'd you find this? What's that? You never heard that before? I may have. Oh, from the mixtapes? And, like, all right, well, you want. Yeah. But those are all my thoughts. It should be interesting to see what he does on Luffy's hometown. If they're if they'll like inadvertently cross paths, although Luffy's in the jungle by this point, so I don't see how they yeah, would. Dragon's probably just like chilling, keeping an eye on his son for a bit, and ask Kuma to meet him there. That would be pretty sick if Kuma. What <laughs> if, the that... Ito verse? Hmm. What What's the Ito verse? What are you talking about? Verse? What? Horror? What? Oh, what's Junji what's Ito. You don't know who Junji Ito is? Prominent horror mangaka. He makes a lot of horror series. I didn't know that. Pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, those are all my thoughts. Um, do you guys have any rebuttals or anything? Um. Yeah. On. Time to get into my hero. It sure is. We got to move on for sure. Yeah. Let's go. My Hero Academia. 
This is My Hero Academia Chapter 408, The Eyes Tell All. Uh, last we left Alternate off... title. Okay. I forgot it. Wow. Um, wow. I think it was something along the lines of uh, Give give Me Your Hand, Part 1. Mm. But I'm not feeling it. I'm not <laughs> feeling it. I lost it. Well, Sorry, guys. No, it's good. This is good. <laughs> um, last but oh, not- it was supposed to be Take Jesus My Hand, Christ. but whatever. <laughs> take. Yeah, he did take his hand. It was, good. yeah, it was, a, yeah, you know, yeah, pretty good. you remember. It's pretty okay. good. I remember. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, this chapter starts off where we left off in this flashback with uh, All for One and One for All and their origin. And it ended with, uh, I guess, the original user of One All for One or all, One for All. I keep fucking mixing that up, man. I'll never get around the first try. Um, One for All escaping with the second user of One for All. And it seems that he was transferring his quirk onto the second user of One for All. But in that moment, this chapter opens up with apparently All for One blowing up his brother in a very vanquishing him yeah <laughs> obliterating him before everyone's very eyes yeah everybody's like whoa look at the expression on this motherfucker's face yeah this is a pro- probably a pretty brutal fucking panel yeah this should be in the etoverse it is in the it should be in the etoverse into the etoverse <laughs> Um, feature an awful one yeah so you know they, I guess they look at each other and these guys manage to get away um, and we cut over to all for one in his big gigantic tower where only he is eating dinner by himself and he uh, has his brother's Brilliant. hand remaining and he's thinking to himself hmm the meta ability I granted him is all gone you know I never observed such a thing before and uh, he's like that. My own my own power confirms that there's no meta ability left in Yoichi. I wonder if he used. If I wonder if I had somehow stolen his power too when I was too young to be aware of it. But yeah, no further examination showed that he did have one. Um, so like whoa. As if the for the factor never took never quite took form when it should have due to malnourishment. Did it somehow activate itself? So he thought his brother was quirkless for a long time and then realized that right before he died, his quirk had activated. So that's weird. And probably because he was underfeeding him, <laughs> it seems. Um, Mal- malnourishing him. Yeah, malnourishing our, his brother. Um, so we cut to the it's first especially heinous yeah it's fucked up um, we cut to the second and third users of One for All who are kind of discussing it and um, you know he says uh, the, the third user is like you mentioned something about your body feeling off since then I'm surprised you even noticed you've got two factors in you I guess is another word for quirks back in the old days he says, you're original plus some kind of unformed dud. And he's like, I thought that might be the case. Um, 
And he starts thinking, and uh, we cut between, you know, all for one thinking is like the meta ability I granted him was essentially absorbed by his own made to make up what he lacked. Stolen, in a sense. And I guess we listened to uh, One for All, or yeah, One for All talk about how he couldn't put a stop to his brother. And uh, he's like, you kept me, he kept me alive. He only sees other human beings as playthings or as prizes to win. If only you had could have found even a bit of compassion for others. Um, the ability to both give and take could have been the kindest, most charitable power in the world. And uh, we get a big two-page spread of all for one, killing all the uh, all one oh. for all users. <laughs> um, a, a, a total pack fest. Yeah, <laughs> like a, a pack parade, <laughs> if you will. Yes. <laughs> A pack of palooza, yeah. if you must. Pack of palooza. <laughs> just, just like one after another. Why is he crying? Off. The why is he crying when he's killing the first? Brachydal tears. Yeah, he's crying. He's it's fake crying, which is wow. I guess. He says, "My crocodile tears serve to cause confusion and dismay." Wow. So he cried to confuse them. I don't know why. They're already dead in his oh, hands. Look, look uh, right before he kills He's Banjo. Like, I, I'm not uh, soft. Oxygen. I just cry to confuse you and <laughs> cause dismay. I, I'm a man. I don't cry. I'm a man. But what were you saying, Bray? Right before he kills Banjo, you see uh, the doctor. Oh, yeah, I do see the doctor. Yeah. His bitch ass. Damn, he, who the fuck did he chop in half? The 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 smokescreen guy. God damn. <laughs> that was the meanest laugh I've ever heard out of Josh. <laughs> and All Might fucking punches his fucking head off. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, the next page is finally All for uh, All Might punches the flying fuck out of him, which allows him to be that lima bean version of him. Yeah. Our favorite version. Yeah, the best version of all my oh of all for one really <laughs> is Lima Bean Corpse Man. <laughs> Yo, with the suit. <laughs> yeah, he got he got knocked the fuck out in a suit and tie. Got to look good doing it, I guess. But yeah, after that we cut to the present where all for one is just yelling is like you're all to blame for it and he's contemplating how this is even possible he's like no kudos bloodline was ended leaving nothing to chance i even eliminated every woman and child he'd been close to jesus That's christ fuck. oh my god what a fucking hater that is crazy <laughs> jeez he said he really crazy. hated the second user bro <laughs> it was his least favorite user <laughs> Which you never want to be, the late, the least favorite user of one for all, or yeah, like well. it's like he he respect like all right, so the way he talks about all for one, not all for one, all might and and Nana Shimura, is like yeah, yeah they were cool and shit, but he fucking hated Kudo. I don't know what the fuck Kudo did. Because oh, he is was it because he he saved uh yeah. Like he took Yuichi from him? Yeah. Is that why? I see. He, ca he caused all the dominoes to start falling, basically. He yeah. inspired 
uh, you know, the, the kid to stand up against his brother. And um, that also helped him manifest his quirk at the last minute as mm-hmm. well. So it is all kudos fault. What so an asshole, am I right? <laughs> oh. What a dick. Deleted his lineage. Yeah. He he said, you missed somebody, though. He said, if Kudo's blood somehow runs through the boy's veins, surely I would have sensed it the first time. He said, it's all in the eyes. It's just an incidental resemblance, yet I'm convinced that a willful resolve resembling Kudo's has crossed space and time to thwart me. Um, He's like, <laughs> and then he starts thinking strategy. He's like, forcibly warping him away won't do much because the only viable uh, warp points are All Might and Tomura, who are nearby to begin with. So, you know, he's like, I can't afford to drag this battle out, as it would shrink me further. So, you know, conflict is inevitable, and he's already re- rejected me once, so I must save my remaining all my remaining strength to succeed in that transfer. And he's like, such was my thinking. But no, enough of this. <laughs> Killing you, reaching my goal, executing the transfer are all one and the same. And then we get a big two-page spread where I guess All for One starts using all of his quirks at the same time? Holy shit. What the fuck? Even Yoichi in the... Omni Factor Unleash. All for One Goal. (laughs) Yeah, even Yoichi in... I didn't read this chapter, by the way. Really? Yeah, I am. What the fuck am I looking at? Big nasty man, mass. Yeah, this is Bakugo's fight, by the way. Because I, <laughs> what the fuck yeah. am I looking at? Yeah, GL. <laughs> Good luck, Bakugo. I mean, he th- at least he's honest with himself because the chapter ends with Bakugo just looking at this and being like, "What the fuck." How am I going to beat that? Oh, my screaming at him like, oh, just dodge it. Dodge it. You got it. It was like, you want me to dodge this? It's bigger than this town. I wonder if there are any characters we could recognize in those. Oh, you see Hawks. No way. Yeah, you see Hawks. Now you got me looking. I don't know how to point it out to you where he is, but he's there. I see him. No, all right, north south. All right, if you use <laughs> north south, I don't know, man. Whatever. Is it towards the north star, Brian? It's like it's like the top row. Oh, I do see Bay. it actually. Yeah. Did he absorb his quirk? I didn't know that. Yeah, he took his his wings. Hmm. Remember? I actually don't remember, but I'll take it. Who else did he take? Ragdoll? Is Ragdoll there? He took Ragdoll's yeah. quirk, right? Man, he took so many people's quirks, I don't even remember. Where is she? He's using all... He's using... Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about, Ragdoll. The, um... Yeah, the, the, the one that could communicate telepathically. I don't see her. Maybe he forgot about her. Yeah, I guess he's using all the offensive quirks that he can think of. What the fuck am I even looking? What is he doing? He's, uh, I guess Ed Shot explains that he's, um, yeah, he's doing the most. A massive, a massive, uh, massive energy surge to to fuel his propulsion. So I think he's just gonna slingshot himself using all this shit. 
he's doing he's doing the most. That's all you need to know, Brian. But yeah, he's that, gonna ram himself forward with all that energy and just eradicate everything in his path until he reaches Shigaraki and then make the transfer forcibly. What the fuck is Bak? I want. I want Bakugo alone to handle this for some reason. I think he is. He's about to shoot a beam. He is. He's about to handle this by himself, which I'm cool with too. Dude, this panel is so fucking sick, man. Oh, he's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna take a T pose in midair and draw on the power of Jesus Christ (laughs) and then shoot a holy blast right through all for one. Well, speaking of which, I guess. I guess we could talk about what, how we feel. Josh, what did you think about this uh, chapter? That's what I thought. That he's um, going to become Jesus Christ to, to be all, all for one? No, draw on the power. Mm, of course, of, no one can be Jesus. Faith in Jesus Christ. Right. You know, very few. So, um, no, aside from that point, I, I thought this... <laughs> What stood out to me more than anything else in this chapter was the art and like literally the expressions of Awful One as he was, uh, you know, doing what he was doing. He's, I, I, I'm at this point, I'm fine with accepting he's just this, you know, you like he's like this. Uh, what do you call that? It is a comic, but you know, uh. Not even generic. I don't know what's the word to 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 use for villain, but he doesn't have like this anything self righteous about him. He he knows he's being selfish and he embraces it. So you know, I I accept that and that that's just who he is as a villain. He is a force of nature that needs to be stopped. And you know, sometimes it'd be like that. I guess. Uh, man. I like that we were reminded that All for One did end his shit. Like that all of these dudes, like it was nice that that like that after like seeing them all get bodied, the very next page was All for One finally like, you know, thinking that he sealed the deal. He had he was holding him in a pool of blood. It took me a moment to realize what that panel was. Um if y'all go to page 9. Oh yeah, and yeah. uh look at the top right like that's that's blood he's just leaking yep he was a corpse damn yeah and then the doctor came through (laughs) i'm gonna take your body i'm gonna shave you and do weird stuff when you don't know (laughs) he did so much weird things with that body i'm gonna do weird things while you're asleep and he prayed he prayed somehow that he wasn't conscious during any of that and that he was true. You know what I'm saying? It was the first he thing he asked. When All for One woke up, it was the first thing he was like, hey, did you notice anything weird happening while you were like knocked out? <laughs> Just asking. No. Yeah. Those are your thoughts. Um, so... Uh, pretty much, I just that I, I've accepted all for one for who he is, and let's see what he's got in this final attack. He's a beast. Give it to him. He's, you know, he's he's nice. Um, him healing automatically helps a lot, but he was still a monster regardless. And those are all my thoughts. <laughs> Brian, what did you think? 
Horikoshi's art is so fucking incredible, man. Um, but that's just every week with this guy. Honestly, he's just he's just built fucking different when it comes to drawing. I just can't even fathom how he does this shit in a week. It is mind boggling. Um, but aside from that, I really like that. I guess they're implying that Bakugo isn't related to Kudo. Yeah, but... I think he's confirming that it's an incidental um, resemblance. Which I kind of like more. Yeah, to I'm be okay honest. With it. I'm okay. I with feel that. like this is that was pretty sick that that he just kind of has a like a resemblance, and that's enough to fucking to really fuck up all all for one. He's just like, bro, I was such a fucking hater. I was a next level hater, and this motherfucker still is bothering me uh like fucking hundreds of years later it's this was pretty fucking sick i really like this for some reason i don't know why um i kind of wish i kind of wish we could have seen more of like the past uh one for all users like i would have loved to see like a full fight of prime all might versus prime all for one that would have been fucking sick um but the way that like his paneling and his art like this chapter was so fucking well done uh in terms of like how it's presented the way everything is presented in this chapter is almost flawless it's so fucking good um i feel like i've said it before but i feel like horikoshi has a future in being just an artist for a mangaka because man this guy is fucking phenomenal like i just wow like this art is so fucking good um it like blows my mind every fucking week man like i i love the way this guy like does his paneling and does and, and how he tells a story with his art um it's like he's kind of like the opposite of togashi and and akutami right where those two are really good at like explaining things like by writing it down when uh horikoshi is really good at telling a story through its visual um without having to really say much which has its drawbacks of course like both styles do but man when you can draw like this i feel like it's easy to forget about how uh, about the fuck-ups you know like this art is so incredibly good. Um, and he's easily probably the best artist in the weekly Shonen Jump right now. Like nobody really even gets close. So those are all my thoughts, really. Like, man, I'm excited for next week to see what the fuck he draws next. Cause goddamn, man. So good. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talk about how good Horikoshi's art is here every week so i'll try not to mirror that too much i will say though i do i agree i do like that you know uh bakugos is kind of like an incidental yeah uh relation it's, uh, it's oh josh it's wait you're, you're cutting off because hello josh joshua cole 
Oh, he, he'll be right back. But anyway. Oh, very. Like, uh, oh he's um, making the lead. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I also do uh, think it's such a... Because there's like such a trope in manga that like everybody's got to be connected to somebody in a sense. And I like that they kind of broke away from that in this, even though, you know, we were all supposing that they had some kind of relationship because they look the same. And I'm glad that, like, you know, that that was kind of, like, flipped on its head a little bit. And Bakugo is his own person um, doing yeah. this. And I think it's it's I... it's more of a testament also to Kudo and his impact on the story that this guy hates him so much that he even hates people who kind of look like him. Yeah. <laughs> like, people who kind of look like him give him PTSD. <laughs> so. Yeah, in, in, a, in a sense, like, him, like, Kudo and All Might are the people who had the most influence on All for One. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of wild. Yeah. So, you know, I, I like that a lot. I um I love that Bakugo's getting his chance to shine here. I mean, it's warranted he is basically the secondary protagonist of the series, so it is And it took about a year for him to come back into the story. Did it really was it really that long? Yeah, it was a pretty long time that wow. Bakugo had died. Yeah, I'm trying oh, to remember when he quote unquote died. I but, got I got a way to figure out the exact day. Well, you let me know. <laughs> Let's see. It'd be crazy if it was December last year. No way. It was uh, October 5th of last year. God damn. Yeah, that was when. I guess died. he did take like a month off, though. So, Right? Am I remembering that wrong? Was it a month? Really? I feel like this year he took like maybe not a month, but an extended period of time off. I don't remember. A lot of shit happened this year. Whoa. Whoa. Guess who's back? Back again. Yeah, but... Josh, he's back. Anyway, those are really all my thoughts on My Hero Academia, you know? Uh, aside from the obvious art stuff. but Pretty cool. I would... Uh, you know, it is what it is at this point, but, you know, it, it really would have been had... It would have been cool to see an extended, you know, I guess, flashback of this era of my hero academia just to just because i like lore and world building so that would have been a nice little touch but you know it is what it is i think we got you know the the important information which is important so of course it's important yes it's, it's very important this important information that is very important i agree very important information very yes quite but those are all my thoughts uh do we have um, any rebuttals or anything nope no. Anyway, let us move onward then, yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Hold on, I'm trying to get to the soundboard. Soundboard? Okay. Yeah! Jujutsu Kaisen! This is Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 244. Uh, Inhuman Makyo Shinjuku Showdown part 16. We're back. 
to the Inhuman Makyo Shinjuku Showdown. <laughs> we took a miniature break to deal with Kenjaku, but we're back uh, in Shinjuku, where we le- leave. Where we left off with them is that Sukuna has finally taken his full form, and Higuruma and Itadori have come up to face Sukuna themselves. And uh, this, a lot of this chapter is dedicated to the thought process as to why these two specifically were chosen to go after Kashimo. And Literally, <laughs> this is like the embodiment of the contrast between Horikoshi and Gege, like in in fold, yeah, yeah. like right in front of our eyes. <laughs> yeah, this is this sure is. Um, <laughs> so we have, um, damn, what's this guy's name? I I remembered it like last week. I forgot this time. On, I can't. I. Uh, He's one of the on. teachers for Kyoto. I know, but. Uh shit! You keep going. I'll I'll look it up. Yeah, the the teacher guy is basically explained that you know the the whole plan was to have Takaba create an opening, and uh, Okotsu finish him off, but that only happens when they have confirmation that Gojo has lost, which they obviously did get. So that that's what happened. <laughs> but Okotsu will have to hustle back fast he said seriously and um he says against sukuna it'll be an all-out war but we still gotta decide who's gonna fight and kashimo which come on (laughs) he said are they are they dumb if it's an all-out war everybody fights and i'm first and uh that's not fair we don't he didn't know he was gonna get his ass beat well nobody knows they're gonna get their ass beat when they go into an ass beating but they do anyway. You ever know somebody who knew they were going to get an ass beating when they walked into an ass beating? <laughs> All I know is that there was so much smoke <laughs> until niggas get cut apart. Right? So, kind of crazy how that works. Yeah. I think his name is Kusakabe now that I'm remembering. Yeah, it's Kusakabe. Yes! yes! Nailed it. I couldn't. He's just not showing up on the list of fucking characters for some reason. <laughs> That's so weird because he talks so much in the series. Yes, he he's just. Yeah. I've been scrolling for so long and he has not shown up. Um. So he basically says, "There's no point in sending someone to the front who will die right away without even creating an opening like Miwa." Because not only does she lack <laughs> skills, but apparently she imposed a self a binding vow on herself to never swing a katana again. And even if she didn't in the, in get in the, the arc, yeah. And even if she didn't, uh, I don't she, remember that. I don't remember that either. But Ghetto would block her attack anyway because he's done it before. Um, so basically, they explain that a sorcerer should be able to use their cursed energy to reject Tengen's merger um, with the people of Japan. If Sukuna and Kenjaku win, and the monstrous offspring of the merger wrecks, wreaks havoc all over the world, there's a chance some people could survive. If Kanjaku survives, he'll kill anybody who's a player in the culling game. So they got to get rid of him first. Um, because even then, survival is possible for a few days longer if Sukuna, if only Sukuna wins and survives. So at that point, Kamo just bails. <laughs> Kamo <laughs> is just like, I'm out. I want to protect my family. I intend to flee with them overseas. Really? And Kusakabe is like, oh, that's the that's the blood bending dude, right? Yeah, that's Kamo. And Kusakabe is like, all right. I mean, you know, if you don't want it, 
you can't get you you could leave <laughs> which is reasonable i guess <laughs> so he says uh combatants will include anyone with reverse curse technique and anyone who wants to die or doesn't mind dying everyone else can you know not be there if they don't if they don't feel it um higuruma immediately volunteers to go in after kashimo because his curse technique can confiscate Sukuna's curse technique. Uh, Higuruma's like, he's acting like he expects me to lose. You do lose, buddy. Yeah, but he doesn't <laughs> know that. <laughs> um, so he explains that if he receives a death sentence, uh, he can fight Sukuna with the Executioner's Sword, which is a one-hit blow, no matter who you are. Which is a one-hit kill, I mean, no matter who you are. Um, but Kusakov is like, well, you know, that'd be great, but the ruling may not be confiscation or death, right? And uh, it just uh, depends on the charges Judgment brings against Sukuna, which is something that's out of Higuruma's control, usually. Um, Itadori fills him in on three crimes that he's aware of already. Uh, the deaths at the detention center in Shibu and, uh, and the massacre of Shibuya. Um, and also... You know, the Fushiguro, uh, you know, taking over Megumi's body. Um, and he's like, given those crimes, doesn't isn't a death sentence likely? And Higurum's like, I don't think so. You know, first there's the Itadori High School, bodily injury, injury on Itadori, attempted murder of Gojo. Then there's the detention center, the Shibuya object, uh, the Shibuya thing, and the possession of uh, Megumi. So... You know, it'll be hard to... He basically makes the point that it'll be basically hard to accuse Sukuna of crimes due to the cursed objects that are his fingers. So he's technically indirectly responsible for all of the crimes. Even when uh, when uh, Jinpei's mom died, he's kind of indirectly responsible yeah. for that because he was just a finger and uh, the it was another curse drawn in by that finger. So he has to be directly responsible for crimes in order to bring him to. And even if, and this is like kind of, I guess, I'm truncating the chapter here. But basically, not only that, they don't have control over what Judge Man will charge him with. And he, Judge Man will only charge him for one murder at a time, basically. Or one offense at a time. It doesn't even have to be a murder. You know, because... He brings up the examples, like, for example, if you stab someone, you are physically attacking them, but you also tear their clothing. So, in theory, Judgment could just uh, charge him for uh, property damage in instead of the actual stabbing, uh, the actual physical harm of a person. And uh, Itadori remembers that, like, well, he did accuse me of entering a pachinko parlor, so I guess... It doesn't really matter what crimes, <laughs> like he, you know, it doesn't matter what crimes we tell you, you know, he'll just accuse him of whatever he wants. Um, and he says another problem is crimes committed a thousand years ago, you know, because of technical statute of limitations uh, issues, yeah. which, you know, can be either taken into account or not taken into account. So there's a lot of unknowns when dealing with Judge Man. 
So God, yeah. this is the most fucking Hunter Hunter chapter I've ever read. <laughs> in Honestly, it it's not it's not as confusing as it seems. I feel like Hunter Hunter has been worse. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's confusing. I'm just saying the way that things are being explained right now. Oh yeah, like they're covering their bases. Like Hunter Hunter. They're covering bases, but you know well, they I, are covering their bases for sure. Well, I also Listen, think I, I live for this shit. I love I, it too. I love, I love Hunter Hunter. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's also, you know, to involve conflict to make sure that Judgment isn't exactly an end-all be-all. Because in theory, Judgment would be able to wrap this up. Yeah. So they have to nerf him a little bit. Not necessarily. I guess, like, the, it's not the right word, but in theory, just, like, introduce the possibility that Judgment may not work. Um. So, yeah. Everybody's not sure exactly how this is going to work, but Itadori mentions that there may be a sure way to get Sukuna the death penalty. And it's at this point we cut to the present where a bunch of uh, crows are attacking Sukuna, but Sukuna easily cuts, uh, shocks them down with lightning. Um, so, you know, after that distraction, Higuruma and Itadori get close. Itadori does some stuff with his super cool new arms. I'm not sure... <laughs> I'm wondering, yeah, I don't know what these are. I don't know what his deal is, but and we don't get an explanation this chapter, so. Yeah, not yet. But he's punching the rocks at Sukuna from the debris. Yeah, and at that point, um, Higuruma grabs him with his hammer thing. Itadori punches him. Sukuna blocks it, and then something happens that causes Sukuna to be like, whoa, what was that? But it's at that point that um, yeah. that Higuruma uh, activates his domain, and we get the flashback to Itadori explaining a third trial is the solution. What if we redo my trial against you, but involve Sukuna? Then you can prosecute Sukuna for being for the slaughter of Shibuya. Because if you remember when they first fought, Yuji was on trial for the massacre in Shibuya, and. Um, Basically, the idea is to uh, do a retrial of that same trial and have Sukuna act as a co-defendant. So, in theory, it's a possibility that both of them would be found guilty. At, or, you know, at the worst, they'd be found guilty and, you know, he'd probably get a death penalty or confiscation for that. Uh, so, Judge Man comes in and uh, because it's a retrial, he brings out the um the the sentencing he's a yuji stands accused of mass murder in shibuya on october 31st 2018 and um higuruma says itadori didn't kill anyone his confession during the second trial was due to irrational feelings of guilt and he pulls up an envelope with the evidence and he says that the real killer is and we see tsukuna in the panel smiling cheesing up he's like yeah that was me Walk myself to the court. <laughs> Bitch, I did that. Uh, I don't like how happy Sukuna is right now. Yeah, that's where the chapter ends, though. Um, Josh, what did you think about Jujutsu? Yeah, chapter he's chapter still... 244, sorry. Um, yeah. I don't like how happy he is either. <laughs> I feel like he's ready. He's ready. He's like, you, you punk-ass motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, I did it. So fucking what, Judge Man? What you gonna do? 
Nigga, I'm the king of curses. I know you, you know what I'm saying? You want me to open them fucking eyes up for you? Cut them up some more? I don't know. Like, I just, you think he's he's got the finesse like, like Ken Jacks? Jack. I can't even say, I can't do it no more, bro. He's he's a pack. Um, he He's not that smart, man. Sukuna's talented, but he's not that smart. Sukuna, what do you mean? Sukuna is probably understands, well, not probably, definitely understands curse technique more than anybody in the entire series. He's seen this technique before. Yeah. He's already you seen think it before, so? too. Who, Sukuna? Oh, wow, yeah. while he was with Yuji. Yeah, Sukuna's seen this, oh, no. this exact technique before and the domain, so... Oh, Higuruma's gonna get cut. Everything that they're trying to do. Yeah, maybe. Oh, my God. Higuruma's going to get sliced. I don't think he's gonna get sliced, Just but... Like Gojo. If so, uh, Higuruma is a good lawyer, but chances are Sakuna is a better jujutsu lawyer, if that makes sense. Like, this guy understands, <laughs> he understands jujutsu and curse technique better than literally everybody. So, he has the edge in this court case, in my opinion, because he, I feel like he can find a way to explain himself out of being responsible for this. So this could easily backfire and have um and have Yuji be the fucking uh person who's found guilty. Because well, at the end of the day like Sakuna's kind of like an er a cursed object more than a cursed spirit or a person, right? It's hard oh, to find. Oh, he might bring it back to how it was negligent for him to eat the finger and manifest him in the first place. Yeah, so there's a chance. There's a chance that like maybe because you can't trial, you can't make a gun guilty for a crime. You make the shooter guilty, right? Yeah, I guess it depends on in this moment because he did technically take over his body. So Sukuna was a being in this in this time. And he's here not as uh not as the sole defendant. So whatever happens here will probably be split between him and Yuji. Isn't Yuji also like a cursed object too though? No. He's a person. I thought he was explained as a like a cursed Are you a cursed object, Brian? No, in the very uh, beginning they considered him a cursed spirit because he had Sukuna. But no, he's he's technically like a human. He's not an object for sure. And I think like the argument here the vessel. I think that what they're aiming for is that both of them will be found guilty. I thought Kenjaku said that Yuji was uh, was an object. I don't know. I I don't remember far ba that far back, but I I I think it happened like semi recently, no? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just misremembering. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know for sure. But I don't know, Josh. Uh, I don't know if you finished your thoughts, Josh. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, is is our boy dead? <laughs> I kind of need him not I to be. be dead. I really like you see Higuruma. I'm 
We're losing too many people. I can't deal with his loss, too. Some about Fushigoro. Oh, yeah, Fushigoro might be technically dead, yes. No, I don't think he's dead. I said that's Yuji, why I said... Yuji has, has an out for him, in my opinion. Like, Yuji being around means that Megumi can still survive this. Oh, we'll see. Just because of his whole body swap thing. Well, we don't know that's what he has. Yeah, but it's highly... It, it's highly implying that it it is what he has. Mm. Well, I guess, what did you think, Brian? Um, this made me feel so... Reading this chapter made me feel so happy because it reminded me of Hunter Hunter reading it. I was like, man, I miss Hunter Hunter. So while reading, I love it when series get into the fucking nitty gritty of the fucking <laughs> of the of the power system and they're like talking about rules and how things work and all that man it just felt so nice to read all this i know some people are like man they could have fucking handled this in like three pages but that takes away the fun you know like it's nice to see people like characters like thinking and talking and not immediately finding answers to problems, you know, like it shows that they're, they are people who are living in a world where like, you know, they don't know everything and they're trying to like kind of plan out and have things uh, put together. It's just really fucking cool. Um, the character work in this chapter was so fucking good. Everybody in and Yuji kind of surprised me this chapter because he was like really active in the conversation about things. Like, I feel like Yuji isn't really known for being a like, like an intelligent like understander of curse technique. If that makes sense, like he's not who I think of when it comes to like crafting a plan. But he was out here participating and trying to figure shit out. It's, it just shows a lot of like character development. He's not just like, he's not just talking about yo. Let's just go over there and punch him. Like he's legitimately contributing and adding good ideas to conversations and shit. Like, this is a very interesting character development for Yuji, um, and he's so young too. So it's just it's this was like a really cool chapter that um remind I I it makes me miss Hunter Hunter a lot but um man pretty pretty good chapter if only one piece didn't come out this week this would have definitely gotten for me yeah well this is my really good chapter of the week if that helps Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. I will say though, it was tough to pick a really good chapter of the week. I feel like all the chapters were just kind of equally good this week. But uh, I picked JJK because uh, you know it's it's is it is. I feel the same way as Brian, where I did enjoy reading like the technical breakdown of Judge Man. Um, it did help to add some suspense to the whole situation and you know finding a practical solution for things as jjk is really good at doing um so that was fun <laughs> it was good to see 
Itadori use these arms. I can't wait to find out what the fuck they're about. What they do. Like, they're, they're different for a reason. They have to be. Maybe they're curse tools. I don't know. They're like these little gauntlet armor things for your forearms. That's what I think. I think they're curse tools. But, yeah, I mean, I don't have that many thoughts, honestly. I just like, you know, that they took the time to to really, like, think about this chapter and you know what it means and all the all the, all the abilities associated so i'm excited to see where it goes i think i don't see like a timetable for the next chapter so that i could only assume that next week jujutsu kaisen will be off um which is unfortunate because i'm very excited to find out what happens next um but yeah this was a very enjoyable chapter for me to read i i, I really enjoyed it um and it's as it's as simple as that sometimes you know um, do we have any more thoughts before we move on to the final series of the week? R.I.P. to May's crows and confidence. <laughs> yeah, May May had her crows destroyed. But, alright, let's move on. Undead unluck. And with that, I'm going to toss it over to Josh Cole. Take it away. I will as soon as I find it on the page. Hey, I had to go to see all. Damn, it was far. Okay. Undead Unluck, chapter number 186. <clears throat> Senpen Banka. I have no idea what that means. I also don't know what that means. Last week, last week, Fuko and uh, potential, I mean, the, uh, the, the future user of Unburn uh, decided to get into a uh, ramen cook-off, Shokugeki no Soma style, and uh, Fuko swore that she would show him what the missing ingredient was or what he was lacking in order to make the perfect ramen or his best ramen. So, um, yeah, at the beginning of this chapter, we started, uh, we cut to the previous loop in August 2nd, 2020. <laughs> COVID, damn. Um, <laughs> I guess it's, uh, Andy's talking about how he's never been to a Japanese food cart. Um, and Fuku's like, yeah, me neither. It's been like 10 years since he's, since like, uh, they've been at a restaurant, probably because of the unluckability. And, um, that's when Andy mentions that there's like a, like he heard of a ramen cart that travels around the world. Um, and that, you know, basically eventually, you know, because of what, you know, what they'll be doing with Union, they'll most likely be traveling in the world, which they were, and they're bound to run into him. Then we cut to the future where uh, Fuko had finally finished um, the ramen that she, you know, wanted to serve for the competition up to uh, Engine. That's his name, right? Engine. Yeah, yeah, Engine. that's him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I want to make sure I'm saying it right. <laughs> it sounds like engine, like a car engine, right? Like I'm not. Yeah. It, 
Engine. Engine. I think it's engine. 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 Maybe it's engine. I don't know. And he's like, there's so much smoke. <laughs> but it looks no different from his own ramen. Would you say that it's all the smoke? Um, yeah, coming from Fulco. Sure. Okay. Just want to make sure. Um, she always wants it. She always, always wants smoke. Um, Mr. Uh, positive smoke, like weed. Um, so Mr. Engine, your ramen is indeed the mightiest. It's beloved by many, and puts smiles on the faces of all who taste it. But this iteration of it doesn't hold a candle to the flavor you achieved in the past. So she's trying to explain to him that he's lacking something. And, um, you know, because of his teachings to her back then, uh, she's is able to create the sickest ramen made for Engine. Uh, so everybody gets served it. They all try it. And most of the people are like, oh, this shit is kind of trash. Like, this ain't even, and it's not even, like, hot. Like, you know, like, this shit is, like, warm. Um, like, someone said it's mediocre at best. Um, Unchanged is, uh, you know, upset because they're talking shit about the ramen that they all worked mad hard to make. And um, Engine is like, what is uh, all right, well, and like we cut the engine and he's crying with the ramen ball in his hand. And people are like, damn, like, was it that bad? Come on, like, you don't got crying. <laughs> um, and then one of the kids is like, look, mommy, I can eat it without having to blow on it. And the woman is like, yes, you don't handle hot foods well. Maybe next time I'll try making ramen like this at home. So the kid is like, yeah, I don't have to burn my mouth forbid you learn how to blow on your food and then um engine looks at fuku and he's like you asked my old lady and she's like no <laughs> i noticed you seem to be having a hard time when taste testing earlier that's all i guess because it was too fucking hot for him <laughs> that's mad funny so he finishes the whole bowl drinking it straight from the bowl like when you finish your cereal and they're in japan so like it's okay guys it's all right um He's like, I see. Thanks for the grub. Uh, Fugo's like, all right, looks like we lost. You know, so we'll eat the leftovers. And um, and just like, look, you lost the match, but I got the message. Like, I, I won. <laughs> Make no mistake. I got the message. So um, he's like, you know, yeah, I see now. All this time has been right under my nose. I wanted to make the best ramen around. I'm talking the cream of the crop. So I went on a journey. And he traveled around the world. And he came up empty-handed. Uh, and, you know, he he came to the conclusion that winning the adoration, uh, you know, of the most people possible is what being the Midas was about. And that's what led him to the version of his dish that he feels is the best right now. Uh, but then he goes on to say that, you know, the answer was basically hiding in plain sight and that you make a dish with a person in mind, do that. And anything you make will be the best. The ramen you guys made was the best without a doubt. So they're all laughing. Um, <laughs> Nico's like, Oh, it only resonates with a handful of cooks and you know, whatever. 
They're all like, yeah, yeah. So he's like, all right, bet. Time to get it cracking. I've got someone I've been meaning to feed, so I'm about to whip up this dish. And then he's about to start cooking, and then unburn activates immediately. And he's trying to click the stove, click the stove. Nico's like, damn, it manifested. And Fuka's like, yeah. And they're all like, like, what the heck? And he's just, you know, he keeps trying to, you could see all the sound effects of him trying to click the fire on. He's like, what the heck? Like, is this thing out of gas? He's checking. He's like, no. Um, And then Fuko interrupts him. She's like, look, uh, my guy pulled up on the cloud and he has a kitchen uh, waiting for you. I'm on the other side of this cloud trip. Are you down? And then he's like, yes. I want to make this dish for someone important. Which is his mom. Because they fly to a hospital. And she's unfortunately terminally ill. Um, Seems that she had hidden the fact that she's been terminally ill from Engine. But he found out anyway. And that's why he's been going so hard to try to make the best ramen he could. But he claims that he's finally made like the ramen he wants to make for her um and she's like nah i can't do it the doctor says i'll die if i eat solid food <laughs> like, bitch, you're gonna die anyway all right <laughs> you're just fucking rhyming and she says ah oh well i don't have long either way i was like yo <laughs> <What the fuck? laughs> that's kind of crazy <laughs> anyway anyway so like yo so unchanged is like is this really okay and the guys, one of them is, oh, I think Rip is like, yeah, just watch. And I'm like, yeah, let me see this shit. <laughs> uh, so she tries the soup and she's like, wow, what is this? The noodles and ingredients are mild. Then once you savor the texture, it melts in your mouth. Pause. Um, it's delicious. <laughs> it's very warm. Warm. Pause. Um, and then <laughs> he stops, puts his Super duper shonen double brim down and says, It's because I'm your son, that's why it's so warm. <laughs> um, and then he's like, All right, bet. Uh, can we feed the other patients? And they're like, Yeah, you know, once we look over the record files and all that, sure. Uh, so boom, everyone gets fed. It's a happy, nice time, like in one piece. And engine pulls up to Fuko immediately and is like, He says, I have no more regrets. I would have never made it here in time without your help just before my mom dies. Uh, I'm in your debt, Fuko. Forever. I will do anything. He's crying. And she's like, no, don't worry about it. I'm the one repaying a a debt, honestly, at the end of the day. And he's like, that means it's my turn. So, you know, he's just willing to help her. Obviously, he's probably, you know, he's going to join the union. So, um, he's talking about Unburn or whatever, and he's just... Goes into full shonen mode, like Chris has been saying. And he's just like, I don't know what it is you need, but I, Engine Bob, will give you my word. Like, I don't give a fuck what we got to do. But I'm going to quote him directly when he says, whether it's running a delivery to the ends of the galaxy or kicking the Lord Almighty's ass, I'll take whatever you're dishing out. And Fuku's like, that's good, because that's exactly what we need you to do. <laughs> and he's like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, we need to travel to the sun so you can get my boyfriend off of it. And then we're going to go kill God. Uh, so let's go. And that was the end of the chapter. Before you give... Well, it's the last chapter. So uh, obviously, this is my RGC. 
Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. You want me to say my thoughts first? Or? All right, Chris. <laughs> yes, I do want you to say your thoughts first. But um, I looked up what truncating means. Oh, wow. That was a long time ago I said that. That wasn't that long ago. But I looked it up then and didn't bring it up. Truncating is the act of making something shorter or quicker, especially by removing the end of it. For example, you can truncate a word by cutting off the last syllable or truncate a sentence by omitting the final clause. Truncating can also be used in man. Okay. So um, I guess I technically were used it you wrong. truncating? Yeah, I guess I technically used it wrong. I didn't know it was like by eliminating the last part of a sentence. I think that's just in that case. I think truncating is still appropriate because you cut off, you know, kind of going page by page to just give your analysis or no. own summary of it at that no, point. No, I'm stupid. I fucked no, up. Not... I fucked up, man. Oh. I'm stupid. Well, if you, if you might. I fucked up, man. I don't know how I'll be able to repay myself. I don't know how I'm going to redeem um, myself here. Maybe you can... You got to read Hajime no Ippo again. I am, actually. Now that it's being serialized in America. You had to watch him. Ca- you had to watch him catch the leaf. I did. I'm pretty Do deep it. into. Well, you know, as far as uh, the uh, official releases, but that's not in the here nor there. Um, Undead Unluck, man, what a fucking good chapter. Honestly, I kind of regret giving my re- chapter to JJK because I just remembered how nice this chapter was and how funny it was. Um. This was this was a, a stellar chapter to be honest, and um, I thought that his hat being ripped apart when he flew through the wall is a funny way of explaining why his original design had like a weird shape in the brim, and why he wears it like this. Why doesn't he just throw this hat away? But I don't get it. What the double brim? He, it wasn't always like this. It broke when he flew through the wall. That's why it's a oh. double brim hat. Now it's only one brim. No, it's a two brim hat. No, it's still two brim. Yeah. In, oh, it was a... in the beginning of the chapter, it's one brim. But then he broke it crashing through the wall. Oh, shit. You're right. What the fuck? <laughs> and he still wears it like this. Like he wear that's how he wore it in the original, in the original loop. That's crazy. He's just walking around with a fucking broken hat. Which is a fun design. I don't mind it. It reminds me kind of of JoJo. But um, I'm on OCD. Messing with my OCD. Oh, really? That he's just wearing a ripped up hat for no reason? Yeah. Fix it. Get a new one, please. <laughs> and fix it. He won't. He'll wear this for the rest <laughs> of the series. It's over. Um, it's over. Yeah, but I thought this was like a nice heartwarming chapter. I liked his relationship with his mom a lot. It was really funny. 
Because she was immediately like, no can do. The doctor says I'll die if I eat solid food, which is insane. What kind of fucking disease does she have? That she'll die. But yeah, this chapter was very shown and I love it. I'm, I'm very much enjoying Undead Unluck in the direction it's going right now. So having a great time reading Undead Unluck. Uh, Josh, what did you think? Yeah, like I said, this is my RGC. Um, this chapter hit personal for me because I just started cooking myself recently in life, like over the last like uh, two and a half years. And I can say without a shadow of doubt that my best dishes have been when I've made it for someone or thinking of how I would like to show it to somebody, you know what I mean? And present it to them in the future or something like that, you know? Whenever it's felt like a sort of group task or, you know, not when I, you know, whenever I cook just for myself, I'm very lazy and very quick about it, you know, and it's whatever. So I, I just, that really resonated with me. And I have to, I have to give this series credit. I, I mentioned this earlier in the pre-show, uh, but Undead Unluck has you know, left an impact on my life. Which is kind of crazy because it's different when you're an impressionable teenager and, and you know, 20-year-old. But I'm I'm 30 years old, still 31 years old, still young, still have a lot to learn and grow. But I'm, I'm you know, I have a really solid foundation because of all of my experience up to this point. And I'm really impressed when, you know, this sort of fiction can you know, change my perception on things. It's helped me kind of reflect on, you know, the intent behind relationships. Like, you know, how much does someone mean to you and what does it, you know, what, how much effort, you know, and what can, what is considered effort to really, you know, make somebody happy or make someone know that you're thinking about them. You know, it's, it's, I feel like Undead Unluck has a way of uncomplicating a lot of these, like, um, you know, f- feelings of, like, love we have towards, like, the different people in our life. Like, whether that's romantic partners or your family or friendships. You know what I'm saying? They, And they always reduce it down to very simple, hey, you know, if, if these things make you happy, you know, work together, you know, to make each other happy and, and, and maintain good things going. It's just very bare bones. And, and, and I like how, you know, Fuko and all the other characters, you know, again and again prove that they can win with, like, positivity and that a better life is worth fighting for, even if it's fighting against the creator of everything. That shit hits for me. <laughs> this yeah. is a real-ass fucking series. Not new, Long-time listeners and 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 followers of of Undead and Luck know we've said this plenty of times that this is a series that was way deeper than we imagined it could be in the beginning, and we're not talking like how like like a a lore-rich series like how One Piece got super duper deep with its world building. Just you know, in in in, in pure like like meaning like through the pages um, and, and the messages that get across. So 
yeah, you know, I, I, I felt all of that uh, with this. Um, I didn't care too much about Unburned, to be honest, and now I do a little bit. And I like how he's integral to the mission of getting Andy. They, you know, this could have been one chapter, but but he, you know, like the the author decided to make it like three to like three chapters and and give it some time and space. I really really enjoy that about this series. It's it's refreshing. Yeah. No, I agree and, with you. I think. Um, oh, sorry, Josh. Hmm? No, no, no. Those are my thoughts. Oh yeah. No, I I wanted to say that I. Uh... I think you're like, that's such a good point about how Undead Unluck simplifies just kind of like the love that people are supposed to have for each other. And I think that's a lot of manga, to be honest. Um, you know, it's just, you know, you should be, you should do things for folks because you love them. You should like fight for people because you love them, you know? And I think like, and you know, it's like a thoughtfulness in this that, you know, is being like taught here, which is which is very sweet. Um I also yeah, I appreciate this chapter a lot. And who's to say, who who would have thought a few years ago we were like, Undead and Luck is over. <laughs> we we're like, this series Yo, is almost done. Right? That was more than a year ago, wasn't it? Oh yeah, over a year ago, man. Maybe it could be very well two years ago. Yeah. We were like, "Undead and Luck is over." <laughs> he was fighting off against those Umas. Remember those big ass Umas, mm -hmm. the insect Uma, and he, like he was, oh, it was dire. Yeah, and you know, I feel like he's giving this time that he didn't. My instinct says that he he wasn't given this kind of time before. I feel like he is now in a safe, Tezuka's in a safe enough place in his rankings in his series that he is able to uh, really explore, you know, these dynamics and characters, which is why we're getting so much time spent with characters that we didn't spend time with in the original loop. Um, so, you know, it's good to get let him feel that kind of just sense of security in a sense to just like take his time with his stories and not have to jump to the next exciting thing immediately. Uh, I think that's done wonders for undead unluck. And I feel like a lot of series would benefit from that kind of safety or that feeling of safety. Um, but yeah, undead unluck has been popping off. Uh, those are all my thoughts. That's it for real this time. <laughs> um, are we ready to, to bring this one home? Yes, but I have one last question. All right. Who you got in a fight? No, boy. Okay. Thor's from Vinland Saga versus Kuma without the fruit. Kuma. Because he's still a buccaneer. Yeah, but Thor's is a... Is a Yom's Viking. <laughs> this is true, but like Buccaneers are like super strong and like impervious. How far are you in Vinland Saga, by the way? Thor's my. I actually stopped a little while ago, but I'm still interested in it. I'm going to continue. Um, yeah, I just started up a while ago again. Bro, the king, the, the prince turned up. 
Oh, you I made it pretty far. Gangster now. Canute. He said, I'm ready to die. I'm ready to fucking die. I'm ready to die. Fuck you, dad. I'm ready to die. What, nigga? That's what he told his dad. And he said, <laughs> Son, I would never kill you directly. I'm going to do some shisty shit to get you killed instead. Yes. But enjoy the feast and enjoy your rest. <laughs> All right. Well, was that everything? Yes. All right. Well, that has been Undead Unluck, and that has been our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. As per usual, you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, check out the Shweekly podcast. Brian is at b.esp on Twitter and Instagram, and you can catch him where he's streaming at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. And Josh Cole is at JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram at New Jump City Josh on Twitter. Uh, follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show at New Jump City Pod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. And we'll answer it on a pre-show chat show that we do and uh, release a couple days after every episode comes out. So, you know, the next one will be on Wednesday. Very excited about it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, subscribe to the YouTube while you're at it. Like, share, comment, all that stuff. Yo. What? If you got Buccaneer blood, send us an email and let us know. Yeah. Let us know if you're a Buccaneer. And we'll hide you from the government because they don't like you very much, it yes. seems. Will help. Yeah. So yeah, comment whether you're a buccaneer on the the YouTube or uh, you know wherever you want. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're still audio only at the moment, um, but we're on the path to getting back to video soon. So just hang tight, everybody. We'll be back soon. Um, and with that being said, uh, yeah, thank thank you guys so much for listening. As as usual, we will see you guys next week. Stay safe, new job citizens. Peace out. Brian's back, but not really because he's gone. Yeah, he just left, but it's fine. He is technically back. All right, bye.